0: Welcome to Ghouls' Night Out with your hostesses, Brandy and Jody. Hello, beautiful ghouls. Welcome. This is Brandy. I'm here with my sister, Jodi. Hello. Okay, so I found um, it was actually a tweet, and the question was, what's something extremely bizarre you believed as a very young child She says, I definitely thought that any cheese that had holes in it was caused by mice who lived inside it. (laughs) So I have um, a bunch of people answered that. The first one, I thought my parents got a a divorce because my mom was bad at sex. I had come to that conclusion because on my mom's driver's license, it said sex, F. (laughs) Uh, next one, my mother used to tell me that the sound of thunder was just elves bowling, so I wouldn't be scared. To this day, when there's an extremely loud clap, I automatically think, that's a strike. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's so funny what parents will tell you when I you're know, little.
0: I know, and you'd immediately believe it. Yeah, oh,
1: yeah. Next one, I thought
0: singers came to the radio stations to sing their songs a bunch of times a day. That reminds me. Uh, I I thought all TV shows were just people's lives, and cameras were following them around. Oh, yeah, like like reality TV. Yeah. Now that's what I thought TV was when I was little. <laughs> and I remember thinking, like, how, why do they let them follow them everywhere and you know record their lives? Uh, Next one, I believe that kissing scenes in movies were filmed with a thin pane of glass between the actors because obviously you wouldn't kiss someone you're not married to. (laughs) Apparently, that's now been floated as a COVID-friendly way to film, so I feel pretty vindicated. (laughs) (laughs) Next one, in kindergarten, I pulled the fire alarm because I thought the room would fill up with water and consequently fish. Turns out they just send a bunch of fire trucks and evacuate the entire school.
1: Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> the Things you think, man. Uh, next one, I thought that switching lanes on the highway was illegal. We only drove when we rented cars on vacation. My mom would never be a very confident driver. And whenever she switched lanes, she kept looking back so many times. I assumed she was doing something <laughs> illegal. <laughs> Next one, I thought the purpose of menstrual pads was so Im- so important businesswomen could pee their pants during meetings because they were too busy and important to take bathroom breaks.
1: Oh my gosh!
0: <laughs> Next one, my mom convinced me that the steel mill in our town was the factory where clouds were made, and that's why there were always a, there was always a big cloud above it. <laughs> that's better than what it actually is. Yeah, I was is. gonna say, like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, next one, I thought divorce was when you would put your wedding outfits on and walk backwards down the hall, the aisle. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: they should make people do it like we want. They
1: should.
0: <laughs> they should have the, all their clothes way too tight. <laughs> dead
1: flowers. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> it's like we're undoing this shit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
0: Okay, next one, I thought that the the world used to be in duller color based on the fact that photographs were not as colorful back then, hmm. or black and white. Next one, I thought that to get pregnant, you just had to sit down and fill out some paperwork, and then it just happened.
1: Oh, well, <laughs> it's all very business-like,
0: isn't it? <laughs> Next one, I thought mirrors were showing a parallel universe, perfectly similar, except left was right. And the reason why I couldn't trick my reflection by moving fast enough was because we shared our minds with our doubles. So she was trying to trick me at the exact same time.
1: (laughs) Could be true.
0: Maybe. Creepy. Next one, in kindergarten, I was shocked to learn that actual people wrote books. That books didn't just magically appear from the ether. I imagine writers wearing wizard capes looking like Gandalf and catching stories. (laughs) That's cool. I know. I love that kid. (laughs) This one was kind of weird. I thought only deaf people celebrated Christmas. Linda on Sesame Street was deaf and celebrated Christmas. I could hear and did not. Hmm. So they thought only deaf people celebrated Christmas.
1: That's interesting. It is.
0: A uh, next one that people were regularly pulled under escalators and never seen again because my parents were so adamant that we watch our feet at the last step. You might <laughs> get sucked in. Next time I used to watch The Adams Family and Home Alone so many times a day that my dad made up reasons why I couldn't like it's Kevin's bedtime <laughs> or thing is too tired and covered in bruises to do it again. <laughs> Next one, I thought my mom was on the radio because she sang along in the car. I legit believe she was a member of Super Tramp. I don't know what that is. I don't either. Uh, Next one, I thought getting fired meant they literally took you outside and lit you on fire because you did a bad job. (laughs) I was horrified when my parents said my uncle got fired from his job at the grocery store. (laughs) That would definitely
1: be incentive to do your job right.
0: (laughs) Uh, Next one. Cats are girls. Dogs are boys. Don't swallow watermelon seeds or watermelons will grow in your stomach. (laughs) Uh, I thought it was possible to become an appliance, apparently because I wanted to grow up to be a dishwasher. Not as in the machine, not a person who washes dishes. (laughs) I did see something on Facebook this week. Uh, No, it was it was the news. Um, It was a TikTok hack for dishwashers. Apparently, if you let the dishwasher run and then um, like right after it's done, you hang like part of a like a kitchen towel out of the dishwasher and put most of it in and shut the door for like 20 minutes and everything's supposed to be like bone dry. Really? Yeah. So I was Hmm. like, very interesting. So if you had a dishwasher.
1: Yeah, I won't be trying that.
0: (laughs) I also thought, I read one that reminded me. I remember when I was really, really small, we went to grandma's to go to the graveyard. Mm -hmm. They were going to put flowers on people's graves. Mm -hmm. And I asked mommy um, if we were going to go get gravy there. Oh, my gosh. I thought we were going to go get gravy. (laughs) Go get
1: gravy at the graveyard.
0: (laughs) And they just laughed, and I didn't know why.
1: (laughs) They didn't explain it to
0: you? I'm sure. Well, maybe. I don't know. I was so young. Maybe Uh, they weren't for sure. But oh, that's where dead people are. (laughs) But I remember that. I remember standing in Grandma's living room and being like, are we going to go get gravy? That's so stupid. (laughs) That's funny. Okay, next one. I thought that the capital E should have as many horizontal lines on it as you could fit, and adults were just being lazy with only three. (laughs) My teacher told me it's supposed to have fewer lines, so I wrote it with five horizontal lines for many months after that. (laughs) You guys are lazy. (laughs) Put put more lines on your E's. (laughs) Next one, uh, when I went to Bible school and they asked me to accept Lord Jesus Christ into my heart as my personal savior, I was pretty sure that a tiny Jesus took up residence inside my actual heart. I also thought that I could toss my prayers up toward heaven uh, or they wouldn't make it. Hmm. Next one, I thought the speed limit was, was a speed lemon. Which I interpreted as a lemon that floated under your car and kept track of how fast you were going. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, a speed lemon. <laughs> oh gosh. Uh, next one. My dad told me old photos were black and white because color hadn't been invented. Later, I came back with a list of questions starting with but how did someone paint all the grass?
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's i guess that wasn't a very good way to explain <laughs> it
0: no and it's a lie
1: i mean come on
0: he did it to himself next one i thought that we kept losing teeth and growing new ones for our entire lives and was pretty upset when i found out that it was a one-time deal
1: no more tooth fairy for you. exactly
0: Next one, um, when I was a teenager, a friend with a garage band drove me to school before I got my license. One day he put a tape in and I thought, hot damn, his garage band is really good. That's the first time I ever heard the Smashing Pumpkins. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I thought a snake lived in the toilet and that it would bite me on the butt. The moral here is that adults are big liars. (laughs)
1: why would they tell them that, that is so yeah you don't tell a kid that what are you they're gonna end up peeing somewhere they should exactly, be exactly
0: or doing worse
1: things yeah
0: um next one i thought sex specifically to make a baby took all night like 10 p.m to 7 a.m
1: that would suck oh my god i'd be so
0: <laughs> bored after the first like 45 minutes i'd be like okay like well, what let are, me get my book what's happening here <laughs> Uh, Next one, I thought animals featured in cartoons weren't real. That roadrunners, reindeer, and skunks are real honestly blew my mind. (laughs) Hmm. Next one, I thought the do not pass road signs meant that you weren't supposed to drive past the sign, but that everyone just ignored them.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We're all a bunch of rebels.
0: (laughs) Why would they put a sign (laughs) up? Like, you can't go past here it's for important people only. <laughs> uh, next one that grapes were painkillers. To be fair, my parents convinced me of this to get me to stop crying over small woes. Mm. It's a painkiller. Eat a grape. Next one I thought that all newlyweds permanently moved the honeymoon into outer space.
1: Hmm.
0: Oh, the moon. I bet that's why. Oh, okay. So you got married, you had to move to the moon. Oh, <laughs> um, I thought that miners were banned from using cigarette machines because there wasn't a lot of air down in the mines, so miners weren't allowed to smoke. Okay. Different kind of miners. Yeah. Yeah. I found out Santa wasn't real when I was six, but still believed in the plausibility of the Easter Bunny till I was 10. <laughs> That's kind of long. And you would think it would be the opposite. Yeah. I think we believe in Santa more than he's a a giant bunny. Yeah. Yeah. I used to think the tiny coffee creamers were bear milk, but this is due to my parents being liars. (laughs) Humans have three noses, a main nose and two little internal noses. Those are called nostrils. Then why do they say picking your nose instead of picking your
1: nostril? And that was my last one. (laughs) I might cut that out. I used to tell Peyton I would, like, behind his back, I'd, like, poke him in the back or something and then go back to doing what I was doing. Yeah. And he'd look at me and I'd be like, it was George. He's like, George? You know, the first time. He's like, who's George? I was like, the little man that lives in the walls. What? I used to tell him that all the time. (laughs) I'm like... And I, you know, ever just every now, every great now and then I would poke him or something. And he'd look at me. And I was like, it was George. Oh, my and God. And he'd start rolling his eyes at me. And he's like, there's no George in the walls. <laughs> that's funny. You never told me that. That's super weird. Yeah, I don't know why I did that. I just that- thought it was hilarious. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, you have to next time you see him say, I saw George the other day. <laughs> he poked me. <laughs> <laughs> then you would get the eye roll. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So this week I did uh, haunted places in New Zealand.
0: All oh, right. That's uh, close to Australia, I, right? Yeah. I, sure.
1: I think. I don't do geography. Oh, yeah, that's
0: right. I
1: think it is. I think it's the closest place.
0: I think the, it. I think they're similar. Like I don't know. I think they're both like their own island. Yeah, something. Of, yeah. Something
1: like okay. <laughs> so <laughs> now that we've shown how stupid we are, we are, are smart. <laughs> the first one is King's Seat Psychiatric Hospital in Auckland. It was founded in 1932 and closed in 1999. Well, then. When the site was used as an actual psychiatric hospital, there were numerous reports of abuse of the patients and residents. Apparently, staff suicide was common on the grounds. New Zealand Herald wrote an article on the possibility of an eight-year-old boy named Clem and the mystery and possible cover-up surrounding his death in the hospital. Now, this creepy hospital and its grounds are used as sites for spookers, a haunted theme park company. It is also sometimes used as a location for paintball games. Oh my gosh. That'd be so scary. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, The creepy paranormal activities are an article from daily mail stated that one of the most prolific reports is of the gray nurse believed to be the ghost of a former worker who died while the psychiatric hospital was still operational. The property contains abandoned nurses quarters where the apparition is meant to have been spotted lurking in the shadows The site was visited by the local paranormal investigative team, Haunted Auckland. While the findings were inconclusive, the team reported having unexplainable experiences while on site. Holy crap. So I guess it's just a thing. If it's a psychiatric hospital, it's going to be haunted. Yeah, I I think all of them. And every single psychiatric hospital in the olden days was a piece of crap.
0: Yeah, horrible, horrible places. So, no wonder they're haunted. Yeah, really. All that negative energy and all that, like, I mean, confusion probably Mm. and
1: just, oh my gosh, horrible. And apparently horrible people are drawn to working there, too. Yeah. Gosh. Carlisle House in Auckland was built in the 1880s. Then the Carlisle House was first known as the costly home for boys In the 1880s, it has been an orphanage, (laughs) evangelical, how do you say that? (laughs) I don't know. Evangelical? No. Evangelical. Okay. Christians, remand house, uh, school, and hostel. There's an urban legend about a fire that occurred here in which 43 children perished. However, the factualness of this claim has been refuted and appears to be just an urban legend. Now, no repair or renovation was done to this building since the 1970s, as it continues to to deteriorate today. Creepy paranormal activities. There's been claims from believers hearing cries of help from children on a quiet night. People also talk about a nurse who died in the supposed fire and her ghost reappearing. Carrington Psychiatric Hospital, now Unitech Institute of Technology in Auckland. Oh, my gosh. In 1853, Auckland's first asylum was built on the grounds. Then, according to an article by Haunted Auckland in the late 1800s, committed patients averaged 900 in number with an estimated average of eight deaths a year. The asylum was gutted by fire twice on september 20th 1877 the first of two major fires occurred at the lunatic asylum that century there were more deaths among both patients and staff in the following years it is estimated that a hundred that hundreds of people died on the site during its 130 years of operation as a mental institute now the building the original building is now used by Unitex departments of architecture landscape architecture and design and contemporary arts, creepy paranormal activities. There's been reports of paranormal activities by students and staff of Unitech, such as being pushed on stairs, items moving off shelves on its own, flickering lights and voices when no one else is around, doors slamming, etc.
0: I would hate to go to school there
1: yeah that would be
0: so creepy i know i would i wouldn't want to go anywhere by myself Mm -mm. and isn't it did you say it was like a college it's like or like an
1: institute some sort of higher education right unitech institute of technology so yeah it sounds like a college kind of kind of yeah so yeah you early 20s haunted as fuck No. (laughs) no that would be scary but imagine all the places we've been to that have, are have probably been haunted. Yeah, we you don't know, have, you know. Yeah, but still, they have to know it used to be an insane asylum. Oh yeah, I'm sure. And I, oh, that'd be so unsettling. Uh, yeah, I'd be like, every time I was there, I'd be like looking around. Yeah, like, what's gonna happen? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alberton House in Auckland, built in 1862. Then, one of Auckland's original homes, the Alberton House, was built by Alan Kerr Taylor in 1862. Taylor was born in India to British parents in 1832 and migrated to New Zealand at age 16. His brothers were already residing in Auckland and had established Glen Innes and Glendowie Farms. Taylor and his large family of 10 children lived in this house. Now, in 1972, the house was gifted by the last of Allen's ten children to Heritage, New Zealand. The property hosts community events and is used for filming productions today. You can enter and take a tour of the house on Wednesday through Sunday for a small fee. Creepy paranormal activities. There's been sightings of a woman dressed in Victorian clothes on the property when no one else was supposed to have been around. Many psychics or spiritually inclined individuals have been called to certain rooms of the house. Most accounts of these sightings and energies have been just described as positive. Hmm. Waitomo Caves Hotel in Waitomo. I think that's how you say that. Construction of the hotel started in 1908 then built in 1908 and extended in 1928. New Zealand's <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> New Zealand's Waitomo Caves Hotel has a reputation for supernatural activity. Located at a high point near the Waitomo Caves, many of which are considered sacred by local Maori. Supposedly, one of the ghosts is a Maori princess who was shot after attempting to visit a British soldier she was in love with. The hotel itself is built on the site of a British fort. Now, today the hotel is still used by visitors to the Waitomo Caves and surrounding area. It overlooks the Waitomo village and caves, parts of its parts of it renovated, and according to the hotel's website, they have comfortable beds and a decadent spa. All paranormal activities are playful and the hotel remains to have a positive atmosphere. Creepy paranormal activities? There's reportedly sightings of a Maori couple dressed in Victorian clothing, and the temperature likes to get wonky in the hotel beds and baths. Hmm. St. James Theater in Wellington first opened in 1912. Then St. James Theater is a stage theater located in the heart of Wellington. The land that it sits on was used as a church before famous entertainer John Fuller bought it in 1899. It was nearly demolished in the 80s due to the decline of its popularity, partly because there were newer venues in towns such as the Opera House. There were also rumors of ghosts haunting the theater, which didn't help its reputation either. Now, restoration efforts have been put to this cultural heritage landmark throughout the years. Most recently, it went under earthquake strengthening in 2018, and the building is reported to reopen sometime in 2019. Creepy Paranormal Activities. In an article by Stuff, famous Wellington filmmaker Peter Jackson claimed he saw a screaming-faced lady ghost while living in his apartment right across from the St. James Theater. She is also known as the Wailing Woman, who was thought to have committed suicide after being booed off the stage at St. James. Oh, shit. Other possible activities include the Ghosts of Yuri, a Russian performer who supposedly fell to his death inside the theater as well as the ghost of Stan Andrews wheezing around backstage at night. (laughs) The Masonic Hotel in Napier. The first Masonic Hotel opened in 1861. Then, in 1896, the hotel was destroyed by fire and again by an earthquake in 1931. In 1932, the Masonic Hotel was redesigned with a more simple symmetrical structure. However, the exterior structure... Has remained nearly unchanged since its first construction. Now you can find and book a room in this hotel under the name Art Deco Masonic Hotel. The accommodation receives highly praised five star reviews from its guests as well as several hospitality awards. Creepy Paranormal Activities According to Haunted Auckland, there have been other deaths both natural and unnatural. <laughs> There have been other deaths, both natural and unnatural, in the century and a half since the hotel was first built. A chef once died in one of the hotel baths, and a regular resident at the Masonic, a man who returned to stay there for weeks at a time every year, same room, same season, died in the elevator. Staff have also reported mysterious music, strange lights, apparition, and cold spots. Napier Prison in Napier. First constructed in 1862, then the Napier Prison was the first prison in New Zealand. After its initial construction in 1862, the prison was used until the early 1900s and decommissioned in 1993. The location was also once used as an orphanage and psychiatric unit. Talk about a triple threat. Now, the prison grounds have since become a popular tourist attraction. You can find day and night tours to take a walk through the place that held four hangings and housed the mass murderer, Roland Edwards. Creepy paranormal activities. There have been many reports of ghostly occurrences at the site, such as unexplained footsteps, disembodied faces, doors opening and closing on their own, and the ghost of a murderer... murderer... On the anniversary of his execution. Mark Wallbank at Haunted Auckland spent a night there by himself to record and investigate any possible activities. He reported electronics and equipment kept malfunctioning all night, such as pausing itself for no reason. Vulcan Hotel, St. Bathins, built in 1882. Then, now a ghost town attraction, St. Bathins used to be a gold and coal mining town. Located in the Otaga region, St. Bathans was formerly known as Dustin Creek, and its infamous historical hotel, the Vulcan Hotel, was originally called Ballarat Hotel. Now, as mentioned above, St. Bathans is now a ghost town with less than 10 living inhabitants, according to Stuff. Believers come to this former mining town hoping to catch a glimpse of some non-living inhabitants.
0: So that's Spock's Hotel of Choice.
1: Yes, <laughs> it is. <laughs> Creepy paranormal activities. The most famous resident is a prostitute named The Rose who died more than 100 years ago and is reported to haunt the Vulcan Hotel. Apparently, every January, St. Bathins hosts a ghost hunt and village party. That sounds fun.
0: Yes, but was her name... First name the last name Rose. Uh, she was just called the Rose.
1: Hmm, it's
0: weird. I want my name with a the in it. I
1: know. <laughs> I'm the Jody. <laughs> the Jody. <laughs> <laughs> Larnack Castle in Dunedin. First built in 1870 by William Larnack. Then, around 200 workers built the main structure by using imported materials from around the world. William Larnack built his mock castle to be his home residence and committed suicide after a string of personal and financial woes in 1898, including the death of his daughter, first and second wife. Oh my. The Larnack family sold the house in 1906. Now, in 1967, the Larnac Castle was bought by the Barkers and they began restoration and renovation of the castle and grounds. They also installed a new garden that was given prominent status by the New Zealand Gardens Trust. It is now a tourist destination, open to the public 365 days a year. Creepy Paranormal Activities Margaret Barker recounts the most paranormal events that has occurred in the castle. It was a night to remember, as the ghosts arrived... As the guests arrived, a terrible storm blew up from nowhere. The smoke from the fires blew back down the chimneys so that you couldn't see and your eyes hurt. Hail crashed on the iron roof so that you couldn't couldn't hear. Doors mysteriously opened by themselves, and it got very cold. In the play, just as Larnax shot himself, there was a blinding white light. Afterwards, a supper... At supper, people were talking about the lightning strike as Larnack held a gun to his head. I said, oh, no, that was stage effects. We asked the stage manager. He said it was none of our doing. It was lightning. I think the Larnack was president, <laughs> president <laughs> that night. He didn't like the play. Did that make any sense? What's yeah, that? that's creepy as okay. shit. okay. There's also been reported accounts of cranky spirits, touches, pushing, and other odd occurrences at the castle.
0: Now, it sounds like they put on a play of his life, and during that play, like, lightning was acting weird, and the lights, and they heard the
1: sounds. I think it's because I was reading it. I didn't. Hmm. Yeah, that's creepy. Chateau Tongariro? I don't have a... I don't have a good aptitude for languages, obviously. <laughs> Building completed in 1929. Then in 1887, the chief of Nadi Tu Raritoa gifted the tribe's <laughs> land, including the sacred <laughs> mountain of, mountain of Rapu, <laughs> to the people of New Zealand. This gifting was to make sure the area's protection for all time and all people. In 1925, a new road was built to give access to Mount Rapihu, <laughs> constructed by laborers from the Wakapapa prison camp. Yeah. <laughs> According to Haunted Auckland, the chateau became an asylum when an earthquake damaged. <laughs> a hospital in Wellington and then served as a recuperation center for Air Force personnel returning from World War II. In 1948, newly renovated, the chateau reopened to provide accommodations for for visitors to Mount Repuhu and the Tongariro (laughs) National Park. How am I supposed to edit that? (laughs) I can't read things like that. <laughs> I'm horrible at it. It's all right. Was that it? Oh, I'm still on the same Now, today, the hotel oh, no. plus resort Chateau Tongariro offers its, <laughs> offers its guests outdoor activities such as skiing, hiking, and trout fishing, creepy paranormal activities, there's been multiple accounts of ghosts who stayed in Chateau Tongarito. Hey, that's different. There's obviously typos. See, that's why I couldn't say them. It's Tongarito. About unexplainable occurrences in their rooms, cold spots, uneasiness, items sliding off the tables on its own, and more. Some tales mention a nurse named Charlotte who was said to have died in one of the rooms, and then she continues to make her presence today. That That doesn't Let's see. Let's add. And that she continues to make her presence known today. Yes, that's better. All right. Spirits Bay in North Island. The Spirits Bay is considered a sacred place of the Maori culture, According to local legend, this is where the spirits of the dead gather to depart from our world before traveling to their ancestral home. Spirits Bay is located at the northernmost area of New Zealand. There are campsites nearby, and visitors can participate in a variety of activities such as hiking, fishing, and swimming. Creepy Paranormal Activities Haunted Auckland mentioned in an article, Spirits Bay is claimed to be one of the most haunted locations in New Zealand, According to legend, if visiting the bay at night, you can observe multiple individual spirits traveling down the beach before disappearing at a single spot. The claims are these spirits ignore any attempts to interact or delay them and are solely focused on their destination. These are believed to be souls departing the island, as mentioned in the Maori legend. In the nearby Tom Bowling Bay, there is a stream. The Capo where are you? Name literally meaning snatching souls. This is said to be a reference to demons who try to snatch at the spirits passing that way. Abel Tasman Coast. The Abel Tasman Coast track is a 60 kilometers long track within the Abel Tasman National Park. It goes from Marahu in the south to Wainui in the north. The entire trail takes three to five days to complete, but some visitors often opt for single-day walks. Creepy Paranormal Activities According to an article by Sue Copsey, a phantom Maori canoe is sometimes seen on still nights in the area around Appleby. In an article by Up Country, there's a mention of an old farmhouse inside the Abel Tasman National Park that may be haunted. Wari Waringi Bay Hut is the northernmost hut on Abel Tasman Track. The story goes that the hut is haunted by the ghost of a 19th century sailor who was killed by Maori. Several visitors have reported strange goings on there, and perhaps the best example is the tale told by a young trapper from Christchurch. While staying in the hut during the night of a full moon, she claimed to have witnessed the spectral form of a young man bending over a sea chest. Hmm. And that's it.
0: All right, so we got... Definitely psychiatric hospitals. Uh, definitely. Regular hospitals, mm-hmm. hotels, prisons, mm-hmm. all of these theaters. Mo- well, everything but the theaters. It's like several people usually staying long term. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if all that energy like connects somehow, and
1: I don't know. It's I don't so know. Weird. Well, people, you know. Everyone, we're made out of energy, right? And we're constantly giving off energy, right? So maybe it's just a buildup, maybe. And then, like, hospitals and asylums and stuff are worse because the energy given off is intense, bad. yeah, like you prisons, know. too. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy. which might be why schools, because we always, you know, wondered. Well, kids probably have a lot, they have a lot more energy. Yeah. So maybe they're building up a lot more energy. Well, especially since they say
0: that like um, poltergeists and stuff could possibly be caused by like a teenager going through puberty. Yeah. Crazy. Very interesting. Okay, so I have just more of my unexplainable stories. So first one, my parents moved when I was in college. The house they moved into had been built in the 90s. The owner's wife had died in it, but it's definitely not not a stereotypical haunted house and doesn't have a lot of history. I'm very skeptical. I'm not saying these are ghostly things. They're just weird, and I can't explain them. First, I was up late at night, all by myself in my room. I had a bag of craft supplies on a high shelf in my closet it was wedged behind some small suitcases and duffel bags out of nowhere the bag just flew off the shelf i have no clue how it even got from behind the suitcases same house another time i tend to shower late at night my mom and, spe- and stepdad were asleep no one else was in the house i got out of the shower and was drying off when it says it says when the definitely locked when the door definitely locked maybe that's the only thing I can think of. Um, I'm the kind of person who checks the door three or four times to make sure it's locked. The bathroom door flies open, hard enough to bounce off the wall next to it. I got out of there fast. Hmm. I don't know that. That was weird. I think they were missing a word in there somewhere. Yeah, no. I
1: think it. I think they meant to say the door was definitely locked. Maybe. Yeah.
0: Yeah, the door was definitely locked, and I'm the kind. Of, okay,
1: it flew. It flew open, which is creepy. Anyway. Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, Probably a month or two ago, this is the next one. A month or two ago, I was playing Xbox in the basement when my three year old niece came down to talk to me and play with my old Legos. About 10 minutes of us building some kind of house or something, she looks over to the other side of the basement where there's a pool table and a bathroom connecting to my brother's old room. She stares over there for a few minutes and says in her three year old voice, What was that? What do you mean? I heard something over there, she says, and slowly made her way to behind the leg of the pool table and peered around the edge. What are you looking at, little one? That right there, she says quietly, pointing to the corner of the bathroom door. There's nothing there. Yes, there's another human. She points again at the corner, right there, she says, uh, then starts to walk further towards the bathroom and curiously says, Hi, my name's Allie. Where are you going? She starts to walk farther into the bathroom, apparently following something. I don't really believe in the paranormal, but I'm really weirded out at this point, and we are the only two people in the basement. I'm not about to let my niece follow some ghost into the dark, so I'm right behind her looking for any rational explanation. She says again into the dark, hello, what's your name? Right after that, she says the light, right after she says that, the lights in the bathroom and my brother's room turn on. And I, I don't mean the lights just turned on because of the wiring or something. I mean, I saw and heard the light switch being flipped. So I picked up my niece, grabbed our Legos, and we went upstairs where our dogs could protect us. I still don't know what the fuck that was or why she thought she saw someone, but it hasn't happened since. <laughs> Poor
1: ghost. <laughs> like, get this kid away from me. <laughs> I just wanted to watch you guys. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And I was like, okay, I'm going in the bathroom now. Just
1: leave me alone. I just picture this ghost trying to get away from this little girl. She's like, where, where you going? going? What's your name? Where are you going? <laughs> it's like God. usually everyone's running away from him, screaming or something. There's this little girl. What you doing? Why are you walking away? I just want to talk to you. What's your name?
0: (laughs) Oh my god, that's great. (laughs) Poor ghost. Okay, next one. I moved out of my mom's house at 17. Among other shitty things, my mom said, anything you don't take with you, I'm throwing away. So I loaded everything I owned into a backpack and large uh, four large garbage bags. I couldn't call anybody to pick me up, so I had to carry everything over five miles to my girlfriend's house. The bags were huge, so I had to pick up one while pushing the other a little ways, then set them down and go back to carry and push the other two. This became more difficult the more I went. I wasn't even a quarter mile away before I was screaming, crying, and breaking down from it. Then I hear a strange noise. I look over and see a shopping cart rolling in my direction and it stops very close to me. I was overjoyed, but also very confused. I was not anywhere where you would expect to see a shopping cart and I didn't see anybody around to push it toward me. I felt overwhelmed by the joy and also by an uncomfortable feeling like a higher being was watching and influencing my life. I yelled thank you a lot loaded the cart and was able to get to my girlfriend's place much faster. I still get goosebumps thinking about how the cart came out of nowhere right to me at the perfect time I needed it. Well, that's interesting. (laughs) Yeah. That'd be so weird. I know. Just like a cart rolling towards you. You're like, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, next one. This is actually something I've only thought about recently i was really young when it happened and i guess i never really connected the dots with the two events until recently when i was six or seven my mom was was really late picking me up from school one afternoon i don't remember there being many kids so it must have been late and i noticed this girl from my grade sitting by herself looking really sad i didn't know her well she had never been in my same in the same class as me but i went over and asked her if she was okay She then just started crying like so fucking hard it rattled me. So I asked her what was wrong and she couldn't really respond. She was just crying so hard, but I did hear her say planes a couple of times. Obviously, as a six-year-old, I didn't know how to fucking handle the situation. I probably thought she had just had a fear of planes or something. I don't know. So I just sat there for a while with her until the teacher noticed us and took her to the office. Then my mom arrived, and I just never really thought about it again. The next day, the planes hit the World Trade Center over in America. Mm-hmm. I was too young to really comprehend what happened, let alone connect up, connect that to what happened with the girl. And it could take 100% just being a coincidence, but man, the way she was crying, it just makes the whole thing really eerie. I don't think I ever checked up on her after. I wish I had. Hmm. Ooh, that's creepy. Yeah, I got it chills. Is. Yeah. Next one. This happened a few months ago, and it was the, it was at the time very cold where I live. This caused me to have the heater on very a very high setting in order not to freeze. I was laying in bed half asleep and felt someone sit on the bed beside me. I figured it was a friend or sibling of mine playing a practical joke. I look up to see a jet black figure sitting at the foot of my bed. This figure had no facial features of any sort. It was just a vaguely humanoid black shape. I still thought that this was some kind of sick joke, so I slowly turned the lights on. This didn't change anything. The black shape was still there, with no change to the color. It was as if it was sucking the light out of the room. I reached out to touch the strange being, and it did not react in the slightest until my hand was mere inches from what would be the face, at which point the shape began to flinch away. As I made contact with the being my hand was consumed with the coldest sensation I have ever experienced it felt like my hand was in liquid nitrogen the creature emitted a shrill sound like a broken violin and then vanished the strangest thing about this incident was that it wasn't the only I wasn't the only one who experienced it a neighbor told me that she had experienced the same thing at a similar time and the shrieking sound that the creature made was heard by other people nearby I was the only one who touched the creature, but other victims reported that, the, that their shadow people vanished just after the loud shriek. As of yet, the shadow people have yet to make another appearance. Just as a side note, only one other person actually saw the shadow person that night, at least as far as I know. Her story is somewhat different. As opposed to being awoken by the being, she walked into the room to see the being standing next to her bed. She backed out of the room only to hear the shrieking sound coming from inside the bedroom. She looked back inside only to see the creature vanish.
1: That's weird. That is weird and creepy.
0: I've never heard of a shadow person even making a sound, let Mm -hmm. alone a shrieking. Yeah. That sounds like deafening. Hmm. Weird. Next one, I fell unconscious in front of my friends for what was about a minute, give or take. During that time, my deceased dad came to me in a vision and foretold that my life would shape up exactly the way it did. That was two years ago. Mm. Chills. Yeah. Next one. About 15 years ago on my birthday, I received a phone call and the caller ID was my grandmother's phone phone number. She passed away 11 months prior. I answered, but there was no one there. I called it back and the number was disconnected.
1: Mm. She was saying happy birthday. There's the creepy phone calls again. It was just grandma. Doesn't matter.
0: <laughs> Next one, I was hanging around with some friends around a fire in an open area of a small forest near a beach. Lots of my friends were getting drunk or high, but I avoided it. I disliked the taste of beer and they that they were drinking, and I also didn't want to smoke it. <laughs> it literally says I didn't want to smoke it. Okay. Well, smoke the beer? <laughs> People can't write. It's not our (laughs) fault. (laughs) Anyway, uh, around 1130, I had to go home, and my friend went with me. We were all alone and started walking down the path out of the woods, and it was pitch black. Only the, the lights of our cell phones were used to help guide us. At one point, my friend said, hold it, stop, turn your light out, and I did. I could faintly see his own outline right next to me, and he was pointing to somewhere in the woods off the path. The moon came out behind the cloud, and I could see what he was pointing at. There was a man standing next to a tree. Define the head and shoulders and torso. I thought he was taking a piss, but I felt odd and really wanted to get out of there. My friend shined his cell phone in that direction, but the light wasn't exactly far enough to see, but I swear it looked like the guy was facing us and staring. My friend whispered, all right, let's back off, come on, and suddenly there was a snap of a branch and, and the guy was charging toward us through the foliage and tree branches. We sprinted as fast as we could and didn't look back. My friend later noted when we got back to the house, he thought the dude looked like he had no legs and was sort of floating through the air straight for us. I didn't get a good enough look. I just saw him jolt towards us fast and moving quick. That's
1: creepy. That is
0: creepy. Those are the ones you don't know if it was a real person or if it was a ghost or if it like they were just saw... Uh, Ugh. <laughs> so I moved to this new place about five years ago to pursue a better career prospects. While here I began dating a colleague of mine. However, we were both living as paying guests in different houses at the time and were not allowed to visit each other according to house rules. So we pretty much spent all evening after work outside and only turned up to our rooms to sleep. So the room I stayed at was located in this old apartment complex outside the, a local train station. The elevator opened onto the 6th and ninth floors only. All other floors were accessible only by stairs. My room was located on the 7th floor, so I had to take the elevator to the 6th floor and then climb up the stairwell. It was very late around 2 a.m., and after our usual nightly walks, my boyfriend dropped me off close to the building and headed off to his room. As I began to walk towards the lift landing, I had this eerie feeling of being followed, so I picked up the pace and caught the elevator going up and when i turned around just as the door closed i noticed there was no one there when the doors opened onto the sixth floor i was still very scared and anxious and could not shake this eerie feeling so i ran up the stairs and opened the door of the apartment i was then renting the room from an old woman and her daughter who lived there it was a two-bedroom apartment and her daughter liked to turn on the air con quite high so the old lady slept in the hall So when I opened the door that night, I found the old woman asleep in the hall as usual. I quickly locked up and went to my room and thought nothing of it until the next morning. It was around 7 a.m. when I woke up to get some water. When I was returning to the room, I noticed a broom placed across the front door. Again, I thought nothing of it and went back to my room. When I finally got back out, the old lady was sitting on the couch and she asked me what time I got in the previous night. I said it was late around 2 a.m. She said she had dreamed that there was someone following me very closely and wanting to get into the house. And she had placed the broom in front of the door to prevent that f- person from entering.
1: Why was the old lady sleeping in the hall? Well, she said the daughter
0: had turned up something quite high air con. The air conditioning, maybe? So she slept in the hall? Maybe it was warmer out there. That's weird. I know. I just turned the, the air down. I don't know. Yeah, don't make your mom sleep out in the hall. That's rude. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Next when I was roughly 10 when this happened. My brother and I shared a room together, and I woke up pretty early one morning. The sun wasn't up yet. I looked around the room and saw the shelf that had a basket with a sweater on top of it. I thought to myself, hmm, that kind of looks like someone's standing there. I knew it was just a basket and a sweater because I saw them before I went to sleep. Then this figure moved closer to the side of my bed. Yeah. It didn't move with smooth, smooth transition. It seemed to almost teleport in a way. It made four total movements to get to the side of my bed, making no noise in the process. I got very scared and hid under my blankets and waited for about a minute or so. I lifted a part of my blanket to peek out and see if it was still there, and it was. It seemed hunched over as if it was peeking back at me. I got even more frightened and hid under the blankets for a few more minutes. I peeked one more time and it was gone. All I could see was the door and the wall. I slowly removed myself from underneath the blanket and began turning my head to survey the room and saw it on the other side of my bed, except it was closer to my brother's bed than mine. It seemed like it was looking at him now. Still terrified, I hid hid under the blankets until the sun came up. I have not even the slightest clue what I saw that morning. That's creepy. That is creepy. I thought it was going to be gone, but no, it was just on the other side. (laughs) Next one. When I was in high school, I had a teacher who wrote short stories. One in particular was especially freaky. And I asked him where he got the inspiration from. Turns out it was based on something that had happened to him a few years earlier. He was sitting home late one night when he hears several people banging on his door. He opens it and finds several boys from the football team begging to come in. They were all extremely frightened, and some of them close to tears or crying. They said they had been driving down the road, and their car died. We live in rural Idaho, and this was before cell phones. They thought they were lucky because the car died right in front of the only stores in in miles. The store was closed, but there was a payphone. The phone was right next to the road. As they approached, the phone started ringing confused one of them decided to answer it the voice that came through the phone was audible to all boys the voice started by saying that it was the devil and he had stopped their car my memory's a little hazy on what else he said but next he turns to he tells them to turn around they do and see a man standing on the opposite side of the road they said they could see red eyes and the rest of his figure was black the man starts walking towards them across the road At this point, they were basically all shitting themselves and were apparently too scared to run. Not like there was anywhere to go, they were miles from the next town. As the man reached the middle of the road, a semi-truck approached. The truck driver slammed on his brakes and swerved, trying to avoid him. The semi went right through him. After the semi had passed, he was gone, vanished. Nobody or any sign of an impact. At that moment, their car started. They jumped in, and that's when they drove to my teacher's house. My teacher is a religious man, and I guess that's why they, they chose to run to him. My teacher was pretty skeptical of the whole thing and decided to go to the spot where it happened the next day. He saw the big skid mark from the semi slamming on its brakes. He also said the spot just felt weird, so he decided to turn it into a story. After he told me that, I never stopped at that store ever again. Mm. That's creepy. Yeah. Next one, just recently, I had come home around 11 p.m. after going out to dinner with a friend. I was lying in bed on my phone and eventually dozed off. When I woke up, my phone was not on my bed or the floor anywhere. I go to find my iPhone, and it shows it's still in my house. I play the sound and walk around every inch of my house, unable to find it. I decide to go check my porch, and as soon as I step outside, I hear a faint bang noise coming from my phone. After looking around the porch, I trying to figure out where the noise is coming from. I got to a spot where it sounded like it was right above me. Sure enough, I get a ladder, climb up to the side of my roof, and sitting on my shingles above the window of my guest room, still have no fucking idea how it got there, and no one else was at my house that night. That's weird. Yeah. That is weird. Hmm. Next one, I don't remember this happening as I was very young, but still something that my mom talks about to this day. I was almost two when my mom's father passed away from pancreatic cancer. He used to play with me in my old toy room as a way to take his mind off his cancer. My mom said she would always hear me giggle whenever he did. The day after his funeral, I'm in my toy room and she's in the kitchen. She hears me giggle and, being a curious mom, comes and asks, What's so funny? Grandpa came to play with me, I said. She just stared at me for a solid five seconds and says, Okay. Apparently, after that, she left the room, and I started giggling again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Creepy.
0: It is Creepy grandparents. hmm <laughs> Okay, and this is my last one. My mother told myself and anyone else who would listen of the night my life was saved by an angel when I was two. I don't remember any of this, but this incident caused my mom to be rel- as religious as she is today. Around 10 p.m. on this night, the babysitter my mom had gotten for me had fallen asleep on the couch. My mom walked inside the house, expecting me to be upstairs asleep. The door to the outside was left open, and I had crawled out because I guess the street lights and steady rain seemed attractive to me. My mom explains that after freaking out, she couldn't find me and ran outside to see me crawling to the edge of the sidewalk. I looked up and stopped right as a large truck began to speed up the street. My mom looked to see what I was looking at, and sitting across the street in the pouring rain was a teenage boy in a light hoodie and sweatpants, staring directly at me, shaking his head, no. My mom runs forward, picks me up, and began to come back up the driveway when she turned around, and the boy was nowhere to be found. To this day, she believes that the kid was my guardian angel, and if he wasn't there, I would have kept going right in front of that truck. To whoever that was, thanks. Hmm. I gave me chills. I know, me too. That's sweet. Those are mine for the week.
1: All right, means it's time for the witty wrap up. Yay, witty wrap up! I did more funny tweets. Okay, these are always fun. Yeah. I hate the teeth require so much specific care. The rest of my bones are so low maintenance. Oh my god, that's so true. <laughs> Damn teeth. Damn teeth. <laughs> Came out to my parents, and my dad was like, oh, that's nice. I thought you were going to ask for money.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. And he's like, oh,
1: okay. Can I have some money? (laughs) Every morning, my cat wakes up and screams until somebody sits in the living room with him. (laughs) I could totally see that too. Yeah, they're so needy. <laughs> you know how you stick a finger in between a cat's teeth when they yawn? Yeah, my cat just did this to me. Full <gasps> paw in my mouth. That's great. Have you ever stuck your finger between your cat's? No, me neither. Okay. <laughs> Dating text. Send a pic of what you're wearing right now. Marriage text. Send a pic of the exact kind of bone broth I'm supposed to pick up. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Is it mean to get my husband a gift I know he won't like so that I can have it? No,
0: that's normal.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Good morning to everyone except my husband. He farted me awake. (laughs) Yeah, that sucks. (laughs) Wife, I just saw a spider in the bath. Me. Good for him. Self-care is important. (laughs) Wife, me, me, yeah, I'll go take it outside. (laughs) One of my favorite holiday traditions is going to bed before my husband, who then has to turn off all the holiday lights and displays all throughout the house. (laughs) You guys run it, race into the bedroom before the other one. Not it. (laughs) Question. When your marriage counselor starts eating popcorn during your Zoom session, is that insulting or kind of flattering? (laughs) Um, (laughs) I'm going to say that's an insult. Yeah. Eating popcorn? Are you serious?
0: That's hilarious.
1: (laughs) At what age do boys stop getting shampoo in their eyes when they shower because my husband is 37? (laughs) Time for Johnson and
0: Johnson's tearless shampoo.
1: Here's a marriage tip. If you need a new can opener, just get a new can opener. Don't give one to your wife for Christmas. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah. Wife, how's that project going? Me? Just waiting for the caulk to harden. Wife, you and me both. <laughs> How rude? I told my husband he doesn't have to get me a Christmas gift, so he better get me a Christmas gift. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Do you guys have assigned seating in your house? Like you and your significant other always sit in the same spot? Well, we did for years, and I just changed my spot, and the different perspective is refreshing (laughs) and also confusing to my husband, so (laughs) win-win. That's great. My wife bought a painting, at an antique store for $10. She looked it up and it's worth $500. I want the $500. She wants to keep it. So we compromised and I hung it on the wall today while crying. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like they kept it. I don't know Yeah, how. that's what it sounds like to me. <laughs> Marriage be like me. I'd like to have sex with you when we get home. Him. Oh. You need to pluck the hairs on my mole. <laughs> god one huge downside of zoom i have not heard appropriately acknowledged is that there is no way to exchange covert glances with one other person about the nonsense some other person <laughs> is spouting and that is like 50 percent of how i communicate <laughs> very true though. yes it is very true <laughs> I love Zoom meetings because they're online. We don't have to allow time to get from one meeting to the next. We can just have meeting after meeting after meeting. Oh, my God. Nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> the only good thing about Zoom calls is when a dog barks and everyone makes them show the dog, so now you get to see a dog. <laughs> Breaks the toaster oven. Text my husband. When are? When were you going to tell me you broke the toaster oven? <laughs>
0: great
1: that's great dating life finds rose petals on the ground when i wake up married life finds my husband's toenails on the ground when i wake up oh no asked my wife to pick up something from home depot and she texted me like 47 questions and sent 300 pictures of the wrong item <laughs> captioned this so now i understand why she doesn't let me go grocery shopping by myself <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: That reminds me of that one where you did she wrote down a list and she was like one oh, and yeah. got, like seven <laughs> avocados or something.
1: <laughs> husband, why don't you ever spoon me? Me spoon's husband. Husband farts. Oh, that's, that's why. why. <laughs> <laughs> every night why every night my wife wakes me up and whispers the magic words. You're sleeping on my pillow, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> guy joined zoom class shirtless and the tutor told him to turn his video off and so he did and it just displayed his profile pic of him shirtless at the beach <laughs> okay so this says postmates texting you like but it can be doordash right or whatever okay we got the order we're making the order The guy's making it and are talking about last night's game while it cooks. We made it. Now we're going to give it a kiss and wave goodbye. It's on its way. Your driver's listening to the Eagles. Driver is so close. Here. (laughs) That is so true. It is. Every time I place an order, it's like ding, 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 ding. Go on the app
0: and watch your order progress. (laughs) Gosh. That's all I got. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate it. We still need your stories. You can email those to ghoulsnightoutpodcast at gmail.com. Also, look up the Facebook page. Ask to join the group. Oh, rate, review, subscribe wherever you listen. And we'll talk to you next week. Later. Bye.